Hello, uh, my name is Quinley Kiari, and uh, today I'm going to be reviewing the first season of Invincible. It's on Amazon Prime, and before we start and talk about the first season of Invincible, I'm going to be talking about the show in depth, and obviously spoiling the show. So, if you haven't watched it yet, please uh, do, because it's an amazing show that has an amazing story with an amazing animation that resembles a DC animated show that would air before school in the morning. Uh... So even more, I guess. And uh, so after that, let's uh, go over the basic plot of uh, the season, first season of Invincible. The show starts off with the introduction to the Guardians of Globe. There's Darkwing, War Woman, Immortal, uh, Martian Man, Aquarius, uh, the Green Ghost, Red Rush, the whole ordeal. Kind of like Justice League, but yeah, interpretation of it, I guess. Um, they fight off the Mala twins, these two buff clones, Blue, eh, by the way, uh, from attacking the White House, and we are then introduced to Omni-Man, also known as Mark's father, Nolan. Uh, Mark is like any other 17-year-old, trying to finish high school, getting into girl troubles, and balancing homework with hanging out with friends. But Mark also has to deal with having superpowers. One day, Mark was working at his day job at Burger Town, a robot for Burger King, if you can tell. And when he was taking out the trash, he accidentally heaved the bag to this guy, trying to drop it into the dumpster. Like, just like a Team Rocket episode on Pokemon. One, um, Mark's superpowers, uh, superhuman powers at this point, are being developed. Because he's a late bloomer. He tells his mother, mom and dad at dinner and his father, and they're both surprised. But his father is weirdly hesitant at first the rest of the first episode goes over the uh, start the start of his training with his dad and mark getting used to his, these new superpowers i guess and basically becoming a superhero at the end of the episode we are once again introduced to the guardians of the globe and see what the guardians do on their for, on their off time uh we see them working at their day jobs enjoying their life or even fighting crime um they all then uh, get get a call to go to the Guardian headquarters. It's a giant mountain. Looks amazing. Once at the headquarters, they are confused of who called the meeting. And out of the blue, Omni Man attacks Immortal and then proceeds to kill the rest of the Guardians brutally. When I mean brutally, I mean brutally. I don't know any more adjectives. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know any more adjectives to say right now. Um, nothing I have with the dome. The rest of the season goes over Mark meeting other superheroes, the government trying to solve who the Guardians, and, the, and Mark exploring, exploring uh, the new world of being invincible. I first want to say I love this show. I actually love it so much. I bought the comic book that went over the first season, and I love that so much. I bought the second book, and I already read it, and I just need to order the third one now. And yeah, I'm probably going to spoil the show for myself, but... I don't even care. I'm so excited to see this world be explored more, and I'm also glad to say that the show is already renewed for two more seasons. So look out for those on Amazon Prime, and while we're on Amazon Prime, I want to talk about Amazon Prime Video's app, and how it's very, it's a, it's a nice video player, I'll say that. Um, it's easy to just click on the app, search for your show, open the show, get right to it. And I've rewatched the show multiple times, and it's almost never impeded on my experience at all uh but i will admit most of the other stuff like browsing the platform has has its as uh it's not that great and but i would need to use it more often and get a full scope with pros and cons okay now let's talk about the wonderful se first season of invincible we'll just skip through it each episode you know just episode one you know whatever 
and about how what's great about it and maybe some things that don't hit the mark. So, uh, episode 1 starts off with the entry of the Gardens of Globe, already talked about, and they're fighting the Mollar twins or whatever. And it's very nice because you get to kind of connect with these characters a little bit. Like seeing like, oh, that guy cool. That guy's cool. Well, that, that guy's also cool. You know, and you see like War Moment is like the ripoff of, I don't say ripoff. Ripoff is kind of mean. An interpretation <laughs> of Thor and uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, Red Rush is the Flash. Uh, Martian Man is kind of his own thing but it's kind of like martian manhunter like the name uh darkwing is batman and uh, yeah basically it's batman and you see them you know fighting the modern twins just getting people safety and stuff it's very cool and now they work together and then you get introduced to omni man that saves darkwing from like under a truck and you just see this like kind of heroic thing and darkwing doesn't even say like well you're you know Thanks. It's just, it's good because then you like, Adam Man just, you know, says, like, you're welcome. And it's great. It's a good introduction to all the characters, and, you know, it's good to be introduced to them so we can get more, kind of get connected to them later on. And then, you know, like, talk about Mark getting superpowers and stuff, training with his dad. It's very cool to see. I'd, <laughs> like, uh, the Burger Town thing. And how he um, talks about it with his parents at dinner. It's very kind of... In the comics, it's very kind of glossed over. Like, they don't really care. But in this show, they kind of took a different approach where... Uh, Mark's mom is kind of very excited. And then, like, Mark's... Like, Nolan... I don't mean Nolan. Is very hesitant. Like, he's, like, surprised. And he's like... You're kind of like, okay. It's kind of weird. And he's like, oh, that, that's great, son. And he's like, okay. And then, then they go train and stuff. And... One scene that kind of hints at the ending of the show is when uh, Mark is training with Omni-Man, trying to know how to punch. And basically, you know, they can fly and stuff, so they can make their own leverage, and their own kind of support. So he's just teaching Omni-Man to punch and stuff. And Omni-Man throws this haymaker into his chest, taking the breath out of him. And Mark's kind of like, why? Why did what? you know, <laughs> this raspy breath? And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. So I, don't, I didn't mean to. And it's just like... It's a weird, harsh, like, thing for a kid's show. And throughout this whole episode, there's no bloodshed. There's no, you know, strong themes except that kind of part that's kind of rough around the edges or, like, kind of serious in tone, but nothing yet. And then Mark getting his suit and knowing his, like, name, like, finding his first criminals is also pretty nice. Like, he has this weird, like, kind of Spider-Man thing, like, in the first movie. The first one, Tobey Maguire. Where he has like this wrestling outfit and he has like goggles on a mask and it's like not really that great. And I don't even see him in that and he's like, come on, let's go get you a costume. You know, because he felt bad after hitting him. And he goes to get his costume and it's a good way to, I don't know, intro Invincible is like Art Mark's superhero thing. <clears throat> so then he, at the superhero Taylor thing, Art is there, a uh, person voiced by Mark Camel. That was really cool. And uh, basically, he's like, I don't, I want my costume to be iconic. And he's like, Well, uh, I can do that for you, but I gotta have a name first. And he's like, I can't think of a name. And I forget exactly where he gets the name. I think it's, I think he's talking to someone. He's like, You're gonna be invincible. And he's like, That's a good name. And he goes to the Taylor. He says, Hey, I got a name for you, Invincible. 
And also, before I go into other episodes, every time when they try to say Invincible, uh, the title screen starts. And it's super awesome. Like, I love it. They did it in Barry, a Bill Hader um, show. And it's awesome. It's such a great way. It makes the show so much more fun somehow. I don't know. It just does. And yeah. And then at the end of the episode, after, you know, some stuff, Omni-Man murders Guardians of the Globe. This scene is awesome. Sorry, added cough for the guard. This is awesome. It's amazing how the show connects you to these characters, and you're like, like my viewing. I'll tell you about my viewing experience of this first time. I was like, oh, that guy looks cool. I like him because I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was like, oh, these guys are gonna be here all the time, you know, because how I saw the show. Uh, the trailers kind of showed a new superhero universe that was like Spider-Man and like the character cares charisma of Spider-Man and the powers of Superman. And you was like, oh, okay, this show's cool. And I saw like this like image on Instagram. I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. I watched this first ep- first episode, and I binged the rest of it that night. <laughs> so when you get connected, like. The show does a really well job of getting you connected to the Guardians of the Globe with the introduction and then the other introduction of showing you what they do. Like Red Flush having his problems with Olga, his wife, Martian Man um, talking to the kid, uh, Immortal, uh, fighting the Denver bomber. <laughs> he kind of is like, I can blow up with the amount of uranium. And he just kind of flings him to space. And he's like, okay, that's tough enough. Warm Woman's like a business executive. And uh, who am I missing? Darkwing just fighting crime in a Gotham type city where it's like eternal darkness. And you kind of get a chance to the characters. And then at the HQ, you're like, who called this meeting? And it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be weird. And then Omni Man throws the first, you know, punch slow motion. And then Red Rush pushes him more out the way. And it's just like he's in the middle of each um, guardian of the globe. And it's just such a cool scene with just it's amazing it's so good i can't really describe it at all but i just gotta say that like there's no dialogue from omni man hardly any like except some grunts and that's it and i think that just shows how good the show is because there's no there's no icky in it there's no icky there's no nothing it gets straight to the meat and the 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 bread and potatoes of it i think that's how the saying works the bread and potatoes that's not it. The sweet potatoes? <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. But you get my point. There's no nothing in between. And he didn't say anything. And I feel like other shows don't have that. And animated shows, I just say. Animated shows. Maybe even other shows. like Because like other shows would be like, I'm, like, I'm coming to your Takerio. And so basically he murders all the Guardians of the Globe. And we just don't know why. For the rest of the whole like season until like, episode 7 and 8. And that is such a great way to start off a show. <laughs> like, having this murder mystery type thing but with superheroes is awesome. And this, once again, this fight is just incredible. Like he – I'm going to be – I guess I'll say some stuff. I guess it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say some stuff. So basically I think one of the first ones is where Red Rush is going around him, punching him in places. And then one time he gets kind of too cocky. Red Rush, and he punches towards his face, and Omni-Man kind of catches his fist, 
and then Omni-Man proceeds to crush his skull. This is this is information. This is, you know, I'm not doing this because it's, oh, I don't know. Anyways, he crushes his skull, and then every character is shocked. Like, kind of like you are watching the show. Because after, after before that point, nothing was like that. Nothing. So it's such a shock moment for the characters and you. And you're like, what 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 just happened? What? Huh? And then he murders the other other one, other guardians brutally. Like he takes Warhammer's like hammer. No war not Warhammer. Warwoman. Warwoman's hammer like mallet thing. And slams Aquarius's like kinda like Aquaman. Aquaman's head in. It's brutal. And Darkwing goes above him. Omnia grabs his legs, slams it to the ground, and slams him on the ground again. It's incredible. And then Immortal's head is chopped off. But before that, his like Omnia's fist goes through him. It's great. It's not great. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I hope this isn't bad. I'm going with it. So yeah, that's the first episode. And I think everyone that watched that first episode binged the rest of it. I feel like. That's a hundred percent guarantee right there, <laughs> because you just don't know what why you just don't know why. And then Omni Man at the end falls to his knees on the ground. He is just he's very tired. <laughs> That's it. And you can see his kind of like power even when like sitting down, because he just like he just puts all his weight down. He's like, oh. Man, that was a tough one. <laughs> and it's a great first episode. But yeah, that's the first episode. Let's go to episode two. So with that eventful first episode, we're then introduced to Cecil and the Global Defense Agency where uh, Omni-Man is being hospitalized, basically, because of his injuries from the episode before. Uh, then we are introduced to Damien Darkblood at the crime scene, and he's basically a... Uh, Hellboy, if you know what that is, and, um, yeah, he's, like, a detective, basically, and when he solves murders, he gets his kind of life sentence cut, you know, eight murder he solves from being in hell, and also the Globe Defense Agency is, like, below the Pentagon, and they have, like, really high-tech stuff, and they kind of help out superheroes, and they're, like, whatever, it's kind of this, yeah, and also Cecil is, like, above CIA, above FBI, he has his own rank because he's that top secret, so whatever and also so and then like later on while omni is in the hospital we're introduced to the teen team after mark sees this invasion from the flaxons of in you know on tv and then we get mark's real first flight as invincible because he this is the first time where he actually sees like casualties like civilian casualties you know with like the tanks and stuff that these flaxons have and then we're introduced to the teen team where you know, they're basically just a like superhero team that's kind of picking up the slack because the Guardians of the Globe are gone. And right now, nobody knows right now where they're at. They're kind of just, like, missing in action, MIA. And, um, you yeah. know. And then, so the battle with Flaxons, it's like three battles. The first one is where they're kind of, you know, not really winning. And they kind of just, the Flaxons kind of old and really quickly and then they go back to the portal and then one of the characters from the team team robot uh kind of sees the weapons and tanks rusting like being quickly oxidized because then he kind of gets the conclusion where like at their home world their time goes quicker but in here it's more slower than compared to their 
you know, homework, whatever. And so basically, now we have the information, they kind of, you know, keep that themselves. And the second battle comes, and then they go to there, do the same thing, and they see they have the wristbands. But, oh yeah, right, I totally forgot. So, the first battle, Mark sees this one guy, you know, with the gun, and he throws, like, this cement block thing at his face he has a scar and it helps you remember who he is because next battle he becomes a commander and then at the third battle he has this giant mech suit and he's kind of just like the main guy he's like a general it's really cool to see this kind of like first arch arc villain thing like kind of you know because he just hates this one guy <laughs> he hates mark and it's great to see it's really cool so the second battle you know they have those wristbands that keep them from aging and they notice this and it's really cool how they kind of kill them because or like not kill them i guess but you know demobilize them and basically robot ha like turns up a frequency so they can breaks them yeah, it's really cool and so basically yeah so they kind of after three days on earth it has been probably three decades on their planet and they kind of just evolved and i think the third battle comes oh yeah and before those second and the first and second um mark has this kind of civilian his grandma in his arms and he like flies him to safety and whatever and he accidentally kind of kills her that kills her well yeah kind of and he takes her to the hospital and she kind of dies in the hospital whatever it's very kind of shows his raw strength now he kind of isn't controlled it yet it's just kind of just a kind of serious moment and it's like oh wow you gotta get used to that man and it's you know it's a great scene uh yeah so then uh where are we at third yeah third battle whatever before the second between the second and third i don't even get out of the hospital and he makes it a big issue to get his suit back and it's like his government property whatever i want it back so they give him it back kind of mark's mom's kind of hesitant is like, like suspicious and he's like okay sure whatever i don't know because he likes it he likes the suit and then he gets the suit whatever and then third battle comes the general guy is in a giant mech suit and he's railing on Mark. Just baiting him up and getting him to the ground. It's terrible. It's cool looking. Terrible for Mark. Um, and then Omniman comes out of nowhere, saves Mark, and then Omniman just kind of saves the day basically because he's so cool. <laughs> and he just kind of destroys the tanks, destroys everything, and he kind of just makes a retreat because he's just too good. He's too good. And I think at that point, the Flackens kind of just evolved to restrict their timeline. And that's it. Maybe they had like a vaccine or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. And then, so basically, the Mark, the Nolan, Anu Man, just flies into the portal. And that's when Mark's is like, Dad. And he's like, and then the team team's like, huh? That, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, I get that. And also, another important thing, between these like three battles, um, Mark gets is like this nerd rage, if that makes sense, where like he kind of just kind of becomes super strong for like three seconds and he just messes stuff up, and it's really awesome, and it's kind of shows his motivation, it's really cool, and so we get to see what Omni does in this like the Flaxen homeworld, and he basically destroys it, like nukes it. He goes like with his, he takes okay first off, he takes the general with his mech suit. And just grabs him and just flies him through each building, make him making him into dust. Just kind of Lego pieces. He's like, it's like a Lego game, you know, when they break something and goes like, it's like that. 
it's cool. <laughs> that was a weird reference, but whatever. And um, what was it? Oh, yeah, so basically just with the homeworld. And so at at the one of the end scenes, oh yeah, they have like you just use your satellites. He goes across the world, and you can see like lines. Like the, it goes like an outward shot of the world with the planet and you see just these lines going everywhere and it's just omni man destroying everything and this is like whoa whoa okay maybe that's too much and then you see him holding a rock it's like a wide shot you see him holding a rock above like these guys working on this computer trying to open a portal and then you see omni man's face he's a beard and he's like you know he's a beard basically and he's very like kind of dirty so that means, from our pri from our pre from our previous knowledge, can't talk. From our previous knowledge, this world goes by super fast. So that would mean that Omnion was there for probably three months destroying this planet because he they try to take over Earth. Also, when Omnion first enters the portal, he's like, "This isn't your Earth, isn't yours to conquer," and it's like kind of weirded really, but okay. And, um, so yeah, he has a beard, he's dirty, so he's been there for over, how long does it take to grow a beard? Like, six months? I don't know, somewhere near there, because it's made of DNA, or, yeah, whatever. And so basically, he opens the open portal, he drops the rock, crushes the other flaxens, he goes into the portal. And then, in the real, and like, on Earth, it was like a day. So, he was there for a long time. For a unreasonably long time. For kind of no reason. And that's kind of the end of the episode. Not really. I bet you there's some stuff in there that I missed. But that's it. So let's go to episode 3. Where, you know, stuff keeps going on. So, uh, episode 3 starts with the funeral of the Gardens of Globe. And you see a bunch of other superheroes coming there and going. And you see Mark. And then... Omni Man does a speech for you know thing, and it's just kind of they're kind of like I can't describe the word, but kind of it's like, huh? Okay, sure, this is happening because you, we we know we they he killed them, but they don't, and he's just kind of giving the speech about how they were icons and they was very wonderful to work with, and you're like, what? And like you're just thinking of like, was he controlled? Was he just? You just do it, just to do it. Like you're just kind of going through these theories on why he did it, while you're seeing this. And also, it's um, it was really cool where they had two funerals, one like pop, like you know, celebrity like pop culture like, one, and then another one where it was like actually where they're actually buried, because you need like the reason for those would be like trophy hunters, you know, grave robbing basically. And uh, so yeah, then. This is where I kind of don't like the show. The Amber storyline. In the comics, at least beginning like this... I, okay, later on, Amber in the comics is like... She's kind of growing on me, whatever. But in the show, she's kind of annoying. I don't know. It's weird. I'll just spoil the Amber storyline just right now. Because I, I just don't want to talk about it in each episode. I don't know. Um... So basically, it starts where it's like beginning. Amber is fine. It was just okay, I guess. But then it started to kind of get like ugh, because it first starts off with like 
Mark obviously being late because he's a superhero. And he's doing his job or whatever. And then there's two main things. There's one at the college. And I'll do the college last. There's one where she's like, hey, can you come to the soup kitchen for me? And, you know, help me out, you know, with stuff. And it'll be kind of like a fun day. And he's like, okay, sure, I'll do that. And he's like, Eve, you want to go? And Eve goes and stuff like that. And then Amber, um, you know, she's there. Eve's there. But then Mark meets this guy named Titan, where he kind of just, like, defeats. He basically, you know, he gets injured very badly. And, like, he kind of has an excuse that he got hit by a bus. And he almost dies. And then it's, like, she gets mad at it. And then, like, there's another one where she goes to Mars, where he's basically just late for a family dinner. And she just, like... At the surface, it makes, like, sense. It's like, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah, Mark has to get that stuff figured out. And then the college one is where basically these anim... Um, what, what are they called? Animen? Animen? Animated men. Basically, they're dead and they're, they're, they're coming alive. That's what the comic says. And then they come alive and, like, he... he He's with Amber. But then he runs away, switches costume... Defeats the guy, and he comes back as Mark, and he's Amber's like, "Where were you?" And it's like, "We know that he's like he saved you. What the, what he he saved you?" And he's like, "Where were you?" And it's like, "Ugh, my goodness." And then Mark decides to save the relationship and tell her that she that he is Omni Man or not Omni Man, yeah, that he is invincible, and she has the audacity to say, "I know already." That what what. Why? Why were you complaining then? It doesn't make sense. It's like so frustrating to be like, well, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to be in the side of Amber because it's so frustrating to see that like she knew already, but I guess you can't bring it up and be like, hey, I know that you're invincible. But it's just like, why were you mad then? And I guess it's like, you didn't tell me before, but it's like, oh, yeah, because I don't want to, I don't know, ruin my secret of being, you know, invincible. And then it's like, so Mark tells her and she doesn't care. But at the end of the episode, well, they don't break up, basically. And at the end, in the episode, and at the end of the season, they get back together. And it's whatever. And it's, I'll deal with it <laughs> because the show's great, but I'll deal with it. And I think most people don't like Amber, but in the comics, um, between volume 1 and 13, I think, she gets, like, three panels, and that's it. That's it. Nobody really likes Amber in the comics either at that beginning part. But for me, I read the second um, Ultimate Collection, the second one, and they kind of flesh her out a little bit more. And it's written better, I do have to say. In the comics, it is written better. And I guess, okay, this is, I guess you got to talk about how they changed her from being white to black or African-American, sorry, Caucasian to African-American, whatever. That doesn't matter. They change a lot of ethnicities in the show. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people don't like her, including me, but in the comics, it's fine, but I'll deal with it. I'll, <laughs> I'll suck it up, but yeah, that's it for Amber. I want to get that out of the way because I just that's my only kind of grip about the show, and that's it. So back to the fun stuff. Woohoo! So now Robot gets the kind of um, 
kind of the responsibility to make it the new Guardians of the Globe by Cecil. He's like, hey, I want you to make the new Guardians of the Globe. And he's like, I, I don't want to do my robot voice. <sighs> okay, I'm going to do my robot voice. You can skip it. It's like, I'll do it for like two seconds. Okay, we'll do. That's it. <laughs> Doing that. <laughs> he doesn't roll it. Doesn't sound like that at all. But that's just like, okay, hey, booth. It's like, okay, whatever. I'll stop. So and then he makes the new Guardians of the Globe. We see that most of the team teams on it: Rexplode, Duplicate, uh, Robot, obviously. And then Adam Eve gets signed up to it. But then Adam doesn't want to be a part of it because Adam Eve was dating Rexplode, but then Rexplode cheated with Duplicate. Three of them. That's you can make that own, own image in your head. And then, so yeah, she so don't want to be on the team team. And then there's other two, three characters. There's this uh, power cell guy that lost his powers and basically has a suit now. He's like Iron Man. And then Monster Girl, where she kind of has this curse of being like a giant goblin, but then she revert that her age reverses. And then there's another one basically Ant Man or Ant Woman, I guess. But yeah, that's it. Instant Guardians of the Globe. And throughout the show, they're pretty. The Cecil kind of mentions that they're pretty not efficient. And yeah. Uh. So what's next? Yeah. So the robot, uh, the robot, the yeah, the robot storyline starts. Basically, robot breaks out. The Molot turns out of prison because he they know how to clone. And we see that. Actually, no, we don't really know why at first they they break him out, and then he introduces himself to the Molot twins. He's like, "Hey, can you clone me a guy?" He's like, okay, sure, and he gets in, like, this blood that he got from Explode. Sorry. He gets this, uh, blood that he, blood-drawn thing from Explode, because, I don't know, it's a whole weird thing. Robot storyline's very weird, because he does this kind of to get his own body, but because he also likes Monster Girl. And it's just, like, Monster Girl's, she's 29, supposedly, or 24, but she looks like a 14 year old it's weird it is weird i guess that's another grip on this show but it's uh yeah it's weird i guess that's one of her that's one of his main type of uh motivations to become like a, a rex like uh, having a normal body say so the robots really starts uh it concludes later on but i'll talk about it more later on and then so Mark and Eve fight together. We and they get to uh, Doctor Size, Doctor Seismic, Doc Seismic. I think his name is. And he has these wristbands, and you get, can create like seismic blasts. It's really cool. And they team up. And you see the kind of charisma working together. It's cool. And you're like, oh, they're they're cool pals. And this, you know, and then the internet has to take it one step further. Don't look it up. <laughs> and then, so last bit, uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sorry. At the end of the episode, near the end, Mark's mom is interviewed by Damien Darkblood. And basically, he's like, Has your husband told you? I'm sorry, I have to do the impressions. This was great. So he's like, It's voiced by the same person as Krusty, uh, Mr. Krabs. From, I forget his name. I, oh man, I'm, I'm so ashamed, but I forget his name. And basically, suspicion, suspicion grows within Damien's, um, Mark, Mark's mom. I think her name's Diana. Dan I think I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to get it wrong. So I'll just call it Mark's mom. Mark's mom is interviewed by Darkblood, Damian Darkblood. And he gets suspicion kind of grows on her. It's like, did she? Did they? Did didn't did uh uh man kill the Guardians of the Globe? And you're like, yes, yes. Why though? <laughs> and you're just yelling at your phone or TV or whatever. 
and it's just it's great and then um there's a great scene where um she's getting interviewed and then omniman comes down there's turn the lights and he's gone and there's this really cool way to show that damien darkblood is in the scene with breath so basically when damien darkblood is in the room it gets super cold so when someone talks or starts to breathe um there's like this mist comes out i forget what it's called it's like yeah this mist comes out of their mouth because it's you know hot air as with cold air i don't know the science behind it right now i'm not gonna look it up and then so throughout this whole like episode two and three and the rest of them you kind of see like people talking and like you know it's like cold to where they are at so they talk and like mist comes out and he's like oh damn dark was there and then he's like everyone out everyone out and the damn dark one comes out it's great it's really cool it's really cool like detail to it and it's just another way to show how much effort goes into the show so that's episode three and then we're going to talk about episode four through six because they kind of all blend together but i'm still going to give it its time because it deserves it they're all great episodes but it's just yeah we'll talk about those later on so episode four basically um one of the main events is that mark goes to mars sorry that was my phone mark goes to mars basically to oversee this mission that's supposed to be one of the you know achievements of humanity and basically they're going to go there it's kind of like the moon mission and he goes to help out basically monitor it but they're not supposed to see him because it's just supposed to be a humanity achievement not influenced by superheroes or superpowers so he goes there he's just supposed to see if anything goes wrong if something goes wrong he intervenes it's so basically they're at mars you know and this is one of the marks kind of like um i guess standing up being more responsible like moments in the show and it's really cool to see his kind of growth and <clears throat> at the at the mars at at the planet mars <laughs> they basically um the astronaut he looks away for one second mark does and the astronauts are gone he then tracks their footing he finds an underground base and he meets these martians that basically took uh, the astronauts hostage or just captured them and because there's this parasite that can connect to humans and others think other like things that aren't martians because they kind of evolved and they can like, make their skin or like themselves just liquid but it doesn't have to mark because he's a viltrumite and his skin's more like tougher so he's like he's not really a human and basically uh mark figures out that they're going to be executed the astronauts because you know they can't risk the parasites attaching to one of them and kind of the parasites work with like it's like a hive mind they all have the same brain they all work together so if they get like a human host or like a host in general they can be more powerful and so yeah that's why they're gonna execute them Mark figures this out and he's like well that can't really happen so he just breaks them out they go back to the ship and they go back to earth and then you see that one of the astronauts are kind of acting weird and you can see that he changes his changes his badge on his shoulder to the american like to he had like something that was really that wasn't really anything it's the american flag and you're like kind of like is that a martian or is that like one of the parasites going to affect earth and it's kind of i don't know but i don't want to spoil it so i'm not gonna talk about it anymore but yeah <clears throat> we didn't find out that 
the government knows Omni-Man killed the Guardians, but they need to kind of figure out a way to kill him or arrest him. And they figure this out basically by Damien Darkblood being sent back to hell by Cecil and stuff, and you know the government because he's being he's like sick in his nose in places. He has he's basically having an honest investigation, and he's like uh, he does his little like cool voice voiced by the same person that, that voices Krusty Krab. Not Krusty Krab, that's the, that's the place. Uh, oh my goodness, what is... Mr. Krabs, jeez. Um, and he's like, you're being ignorant, and you're not really seeing, you're being, like, naive. And he's like, yeah, we know that he killed the Guardians, we just gotta figure out why and how to kill him. And you know, he, sends back, he sends it back to hell. Super cool. One of my, like, top ten favorite scenes in the show. This is done so well. Then we're introduced to Titan, a person that Mark fought before uh, in one of the first episodes. And then uh, Mark basically helps him out with the takedown machine head, a basically mob boss for the city. And everything illegal kind of just goes with him and makes money off the poor, the rich, everybody. He's, he's a bad guy. He's a really bad guy. And um, Titan kind of shows the poverty in the city and mark kind of sees this and is like wow this is i should be helping these people and like he tells this great scene where he tells mark's um his mom and nolan and nolan has this weird ideal idea ideal i guess yeah of you're beneath this you're more big think big mark you're more above this and like his mom's like you're never above helping people mark and he chooses to help Titan. And you get kind of get attached to Titan because he has like a wife and kid, and you're like, oh, Titan's a cool guy, I guess. And um, Mark during this fight with Machine Man, Machine Man hires like hires like goons or like bounty hunters, basically. I guess yeah, assassins, whatever. And um, Mark almost dies again, like pretty severely. And also, two other guardians try to help, but they. Um, well, all the Guardians help, the new Guardians help, but, like, two of them get severely injured. It's Monster Girl and Power Cell. Or, no, Black Samson. It's not Power Cell. It's Black Samson. That's his name. Sorry. And they both get super injured. And then, in this battle, Mark accidentally <laughs> accidentally faces the most powerful warrior in the gal a galaxy called Battle Beast. He is so cool. <laughs> He's so cool. I love him. He's a great character. And basically, Mark and Titan fight, and then we can see that they it's like a zoom-out shot. I think, if I remember this correctly, it's Omni-Man kind of watching his son fight. And when Mark and Titan are kind of like on the ground, defeated basically, Mark's severely injured because the battle beast just hammering him down. Mark also has another nerd rage moment, super cool. Basically, the Guardians come in, and like, we got an anonymous call, and then, you know, they fight two of the, you know, Black Samson and Monster Girl, both get super severely injured by Battle Beast once again, and Battle Beast just has this dope line of just like, I came here for a challenge, and it's like, he's a super, yeah, I don't know, he's cool, and he basically just says, this is beneath me, and he teleports away in this, like, cool portal, and he's gone, and basically, the you know, they win. They arrest uh, Machine Head. They're gone. 
and then we see that Mark is looking at the sky. There's like a hole through the ceiling. Omni Man appears and it disappears when he blinks. And it's like, well, that's weird. Why was? Sorry. Why was he there? I mean, this is kind of a weird thing that happened. I don't know. There's nothing really to it until later on. And maybe it's like a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mark goes with, yeah, so basically at school, Mark and William talk, and he, William's talking about going to this college to look at it, and because they're both, you know, juniors. And he's like, hey, um, I want to go to this place and check it out and see the school. And then Mark is like, hey, I'm having a bad time with Amber right now. Can I come with you and make it up to her? And this is where the costume says. Basically, they go there and they meet these cyborgs, these anymen, anymen. And once again, he almost dies fighting three of them at once. But then one of them, it's a very cool fight scene. I'm not going to go too deep in it, I guess. Because this is, yeah, know, it's cool. It's a cool whole episode. I think it's like two, split into two, maybe, two episodes. Might be wrong. But yeah. Also, Mark's mom starts to investigate. What's my cat doing? I don't know. But <laughs> basically, Mark's mom from investigates. Um, she finds the she finds the suit and goes to Art to investigate it. And basically, um, he the suit that he wore to kill the guardians. And then she and Art finds this fragments of just like crystals and stuff and blood on the suit. And the, she finds out that yes, there's she he did kill the guardians for a fact. And, he, and she, this is one cool line where um, she's like, well, how do we know that she, they, he threw the first punch? He could have just been fighting with them. And he goes to, like, a, like a blacklight. He's like, at his hands is the oldest, like, blood oxidizes. And at his hands is the oldest, like, it's the most oxidized. So he threw the first punch. Like, it's, like, the oldest blood on the suit. So he did throw the first punch. So we did attack first, and this is like, whoa, it's really cool. And but still, we don't know why, and that's the most frustrating part about this show. But it's such a good frustration because at the end, it's a great, just like, mm, it's so good. So that's, and then I think, yeah. So in the end of the episode, uh, I think episode six, uh, Mark's mom confronts Omni Man, and they kind of have a verbal fight and like you know throws the suit at him i'm gonna out of my house and he, she goes upstairs and she, you know she, she hates him now kind of and then he, she goes upstairs and then you see omni man well yeah so okay i gotta walk to this <laughs> because i'm slowly remembering all of it mark some throws a wine bottle at that him no she was out of and he's kind of holding it she goes upstairs says some stuff, not gonna say it, goes upstairs, and Omni-Man just crashes the bottle to his hands and throws a fist through the wall, and it's like, ooh, she would have no chance <laughs> against a fist fight, but it's just, she's probably the only person that could do that and just get away with it, and it's great, it's a great just end, and it's just, a, if I remember correctly, it's a silent credit roll, and it's just, mmm, a great way to end, like to get to the last two episodes. So the next is episode seven, and episode seven and eight are one of my favorite ones again. This whole show is my favorite. <laughs>
So I'll see you. I'll see you in the bit. So we are near the end, you know, near the end of the show. We just got a lot to go through. These two last episodes are filled with great storytelling and just fantastic moments that I adore. Um, it's just a, it does it so well. And I can't really describe how, I don't know, it's just great. So let's start with just with the episode seven first. So robot story only basically includes, and he gets a new body that's a younger Rexplode. So he sees that monster girl kind of you know has this interest to Rexplode, and he just takes Rexplode's blood and makes a clone out of it with the Mauler twins, and he gets this younger Rexplode, and he basically transfers his mind to that younger body now. Basically, he just reveals it, and everyone's like, "Huh, what?" And everyone's also just very confused. And it's yeah, it's very weird of his like motivation to do it, but maybe later on it'll be fleshed out more and it won't be as creepy, but it's pretty creepy right now. And yeah, he yeah, I don't know, it's weird. But so Mark uh Mark's mom basically the global events are have been just spying on their house since the murder. Or like you know, a couple of days after the murder. So then when they have an argument, uh Nolan just flies to the roof and then Agents come in there and like basically escort Mark's mom to the Global Defense Agency HQ, and basically she goes there, and she tells Cecil that you know Nolan killed the Guardians, and he's like, yeah, we know, and she just slaps him and say, like, you could have done that sooner, but he told us, and it's like, yeah, but they're trying to find a way to kill Omni Man, and then Cecil says this says that the only way to kill Omni Man, or the only person that would go toe to toe would be another Omni Man. And Mark's mom is like, oh, you're not going to say it. And like, where's Mark, uh, D- Diana, where's Invincible? And the title screen starts. And it's a great way to shut the show because now Omni-Man is trying to find Mark to tell him that he killed the Guardians. So, um, yeah, so Mark and Mark, William, Amber come back home. And Mark goes to East Place. Um, she's kind of like not a superhero anymore. Well, kind of, but she's like using her matter or superpowers to help be to help more good instead of just fighting bad guys all the time. She goes, she well, he goes there for advice, and then basically, Iron Man starts to find Mark or starts to try to find Mark, tell him the truth that he killed the Guardians and why he did it. And it's this great way of just hold on. Sorry again. So it's a great way to just show, you know, okay, I just gotta go walk through it. So first, um, Mark, I don't know, I'm Nolan, goes to William's car, and he's like, where's Mark William? You're supposed to drop him off. And he's like, oh, he, uh, he, he went with Eve and stuff, and he's like, he presses the hood down, and he's like, where's Eve, Mark? And he's like, uh, uh, like, north? And he's like, Okay, and he like jump, you know, flies up in the air and goes there, and it's just great. Oh, it's so wonderful. And so while he's flying, um, Cecil has like drones on him, just watching him, you know, go to where he is. And he tracked, he has a tracker on like Eve, Invincible, Omni Man, and stuff like that. So he uses this giant satellite ray thing 
and he just kind of like lases it down on him and it's a giant nuke that drops on him and he's like <laughs> like it doesn't do it doesn't scratch him at all well it probably does uh but it doesn't really hurt him at all and it's great and then cecil goes there and tries to just waste more time for mark to just get away or like you know someone to get in contact with mark and eve and then oh man and then so before this fight i mean fought this like kind of kaiju thing and oh yeah so yeah mark and um i mean um, well let's just say i mean the cecil like face off and basically he's like i'm trying to buy more time and he teleports away and it's really cool like way to use the teleporting thing that he uses it's awesome and then omni man or cecil sends this kaiju to on me and try to just buy more time to get in contact with mark and tell him that they need to you know he needs to fight omni man and this Omni man just wants to tell you know mark the truth about why he did it and now he killed the guard like why or like that he did kill the guardians i should say and um so yeah and then Omni man, uh, mark and eve go to investigate the, ex the explosion from the satellite and you see that omni man and the kaiju are fighting and mark is like dad and he goes to help him out and you're like finally having a team up ha 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 you know it's like what you know uh what's what was, what's that action like punting arms like hitting you know elbows and he's like hey, hey you know got your team up finally and they're like you know fighting the kaiju and the immortal then comes a, like we cut to the Mauler twins and basically resurrected immortal immortal just comes alive and he's just like where is he and he flies away and then just starts to fight omni man questioning why he killed the guardians it's really cool and they fight each other and he's like omni man's like you should have stayed dead and he's you know it's great it's so cool mark during this fight he sees it and he's like okay whatever but he has to he's like you know, okay that's weird and he's just like he, sh he kills the kaiju with his using his wit it kind of shows how he's different from omni man because omni man has like this like kind of brute strength and mark kind of uses his head but also has brute strength maybe i'm just i don't know making stuff up but it's cool sorry okay yeah i gotta i don't know <laughs> so yeah mark kills the kaiju and then omni man once again puts his like just whole arm in um uh, immortal's chest and just cuts him in half and uh, immortal tries like putting his like thumbs through his eyes and just mortals just not have mommy man just not having it and he just cuts him in half with his own hand it's super cool but mark sees this and he's like what just happened same thing same thing with the um first episode where you're just shocked as the audience with the characters and it's awesome and you're just like what and the mark's just like in shock and then Iron man like turns around and he's like mark we need to talk and the episode ends yeah it's uh it's a lot well actually yeah it's a lot basically <laughs> i kind of skimmed through it really fast but it's a wonderful episode to then lead up to the final one because the final one is just amazing so episode seven really i feel like i should talk about it more but there's nothing so yeah so yeah, he kills an immortal again. Anuman does. 
and then Mark finally gets to hear what Amio has to say. But that starts at episode eight. So let's go there really quick and go over that. So episode eight leaves off where episode seven ended, where Mark basically sees the blood on his father's hands and thinks he's being controlled, but it's just him. So he's just kind of just like, he grabs him, kind of punches him out. He's like, someone's controlling you, dad. And he's like, well, I'm going to just tears him off. He's like, no, it's me. And I'm in just starts to tell him where he is really from and the reason he's on earth. And it's a, uh, yeah, so basically, so the story is basically, yes, he is a Biltramite, but this, the, this kind of haven was made with the blood, sweat, and tears of Viltrum, Viltramites. And basically they had to kind of have this gladiatorial fight for years and try to make the strongest of the strong, like be the most of the population and the population was cut in half before and after the giant fight and basically it's not a peace organization that Omnian said to mark when he was a kid it's a global like galactic conquering coalition and basically Omnian was signed to conquer earth alone because of the forces being spread out like wide and basically yeah Omni was supposed to conquer Earth, and basically he was waiting until um, uh, Mark got his powers, and that's basically the gist of it. It's wonderfully told in the show, and it's just amazing how like just the animation goes. And basically, Mark doesn't like the story he's been told, and he gets kind of mad because he's been lied to his entire life, and this person that he thought it was his dad isn't really his dad. Animan says that his mom is like, and he's like, Mark's like, You're, you love me, you love mom. And then Animan is like, I do love you, but your mom's more like a pet. And it's just, whoa. And Debbie is listening to this conversation because of like the drones and stuff. And it's just like, what, what is happening? So you know, you now know why he did it. You know his or true origins. And he's just trying to, he basically killed the Guardians to weaken the planet's defenses. And, yeah, and now um, he needed to make sure that Mark was his own, a Viltrumite, so he could have help taking over Earth. And then Animan tries to reason with Mark. Mark's like, I don't care about these aliens I've never met. This is my home. These are my people. And he's like, I'm not going to let you take over this planet. And it's just... Just wonderful dialogue between the characters. It's Omni-Man and Mark. And it's just, oh, man. It's so good. In both comics and the show. And, like, just Omni-Man's voice actor, J.K. Simmons, and then Mark's voice actor, Steve Ewan. It's amazing. It's so good. It's art. It's literally art. And <laughs> so Omni-Man has a reason with Mark. But... Mark says that he doesn't, you know, doesn't care about Voltrum and how he will basically protect Earth from conquering it. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then, um, Anu and Mark start to fight. You can see how Anu Man doesn't want to fight, still kind of reasoning with him, like, the like, longer we live, the slower we age. You will look 30 when you're like 100. Like, and it's just this whole thing of just Anu Man trying to reason with Mark. 
trying not to fight, just being like, come on, help me help you, Jerry Maguire style. Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire style. There you go. And basically, I mean, while this, this fight's happening, is static with his opinion of Earth and how it's basically beneath him. And Mark's like, you, but you love me. You had a good time here. And he's like, I did for a while, but I'm loyal to Viltrum. And there's this wonderful scene where Mark gets thrown to a city block. And with his own body, he destroys like a building, streets, and he just causes casualties. And like Iron Man just kind of guilt trips him. He's like, I can stop Mark. It all relies on you. You're killing these people. And it's just like, oh my goodness, what is ah, what is happening? And it's just great. And there's this other scene where they have, they Cecil sends out jets to kind of just stall more time, just bring more time for Mark to kind of get his bearings and try to fight Omni Man. And Mark, um, one of the jets blow up and he saves the guy. And he's like, he's like, oh, thanks. Um, Invisible appreciate. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Ottoman goes behind him, just claps his hands in his head, and he dies. The pilot dies. And he's like, "Why? Why did you do that?" And he's like, "You're wasting time. I kill. I killed him. Then, in another 80, 20 years, you'd be dead in the same way. What does it matter?" And he just it shows how Ottoman just doesn't care about human life, and how he just he's he literally thinks he's better than every, and like anything that's not a Viltrumite. And it's just, it's incredible. It's, ah, uh, it's, it's scary, really. And how, yeah, and also you can see Mark's kindness with, like, trying to save lives during his fight. And, like, one is, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of where to, how to talk about this. And, yeah, during the fight, you trying to limit the amount of casualties. And you can also see that Anumin's true, Anumin's true strength, and, like, this, like, the sadist point of view he has with just, killing random people and it's just and this is like this view on humans as like beneath him because he lives for longer and mark will as well and yeah i'll get to that point later it's 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 um really well done and then yeah, on man is loyal to his empire you know viltrum and there's like kind of galactic empire that he has and you can see um, how he still loves his son because he's still trying to reason with him. Just like, please, Mark, you're... <laughs> come on, you're going to live forever. This doesn't matter right now. This doesn't matter. Viltrum matters. And, um, but it's a very weird way of saying it, in a harsh way as well. And he still tries to reason with him, reason with his, uh, and make him understand his reasons for doing it. And then there's this train scene. The train scene is brutal. I'm not going to really talk about it because it's way too brutal and way too gory, but it's incredible. And during this, basically, Mark gets crashed into the subway by Omni-Man. He's like, the subway is basically destroyed. And he's like, I have to save them. And he's like, Mark, you're not understanding. Maybe this will teach you. And he puts him in front of the train. The oncoming train. A lot of stuff happens. The whole subway's destroyed. And Mark's just crying at the end of the train. And he's just... Yeah, he's basically just distraught. Just scarred for, like, his life. And, uh, yeah, that's... And 
And then he gets, um, he's like, I won't let you do this. And he starts to try to fight again, but gets absolutely just outplayed. And he gets brought up to the sky and he's like, get off me. And he's, you know, it's just a giant fight scene. I can't really remember much of the dialogue, but one of my favorites are just like, my time here has been a, like, he grabs Mark, like, with his shirt and he's like, while well, flying in the air, he's like, my time here has been a speck in the span of my lifetime. You don't know me after you like Mark's like you but you I know you you're not like this and he's like and I mean so it's continue like I will burn this planet down before I spend another minute living among these animals just showing how much he is just I don't know his point of view and is like of being just better and like basically seeing humans as animals and just like a pet and it's like a bird or like a worm and it's just oof, it's power it's powerful really <laughs> it's just great and then their fight lands them on a hillside but yeah only man starts to like i shouldn't raise you as a human she was just a viltrumite he's like your training begins now and he literally lays into him throwing him in the ocean crushing him through a cruise ship um what's another one he causes an avalanche on a mountain so he gets covered with an avalanche picks him up throws him on the ground to get on the hillside and basically they're yeah and on the hillside and he just lays into mark just bah 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 and i know it starts to reason with mark once again trying to explain that he will live for so super long time He lives so he'll live for like a super long time, and everything and everyone he is fighting for will be gone before he can actually enjoy it when he's older. And how the Empire will make Earth better with the technology that they have, and how because of Viltrum's advanced like technology, they can like solve illnesses, have more medical healthcare. And it's just oof, it's great. And then Anuan, during just punching Mark. He just has this kind of flashback of his son when he was younger playing baseball. And he kind of just, like, it was when Debbie kind of, like, taught him to be, like, how, like, humans, why they have kids. And it's just great seeing cats up Christmas time. <laughs> and then it's just, yeah, it shows, like, he, how he's kind of, like, likes humanity. And he's, like, his loyalty is kind of being tainted by Mark and his family. And then um, after this flashback, he tries to use him once more again, just like telling him like everyone and everything you know will be gone. Think, Mark, you're gonna live like just pleading with him to not fight back, and he's just come on, please, please, just like fists clamped and just hands out, just please, please, just it's amazing. And um, he says, "What will he have after five hundred years?" And then Mark says that he'll have his dad. He'll have you. He'll like he's like, Omniman's like, what will you have after five hundred years? After a pause, after a tear rolls down his face, Mark says he'll have his dad. He'll have you for the rest of his life. And then Omniman just kind of sits back, kind of looks at his hands, his blood-driven hands. He's like, what have I? Like he doesn't say anything. He kind of looks at his hands, like kind of contemplating what he's done. And like Mark says, like dad, and the question is like, and he's like, huh? Ah, 
and he's like kind of just like what am i doing it's like i don't know what to he's like he just basically doesn't know what to do and then mark just flies away right one man just flies away and like it is the comic scene like awesomely and he has like tears in his eyes and he probably is questioning his loyalty to the vulture because of mark and debbie and his family basically that's the main end to the app season but then at the end of the episode it teases to others like the other seasons and the other stuff like the martian martians and the battle be- battle bees and other stuff like that just expanding the universe more and more also there's one character called alan that's um very important and probably going to be very important later on and he's, he's a very good character and it's just like unlike most shows and like unlike most shows they have this last episode the climax is at the very beginning but then at the end of the at the end of the episode it's kind of just like blah 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 probably setting up a season again or just closing out everything but in this show it's actually interesting and it's like wow okay cool and he's gonna finish out high school and stuff like that and it's just a nice way to end, end the show and everyone's all good maybe not mark kind of it's kind of a sad note but actually on a hopeful note actually because he talks to alan in space and he's like yeah that's it and he's like and alan's like well what are you gonna do now and he's like i'll finish high school and kind of lives on like a you know okay hopeful note and it's it's really good so now i'm just gonna probably just wrap it up so yeah let's go to that so with all the episodes talked about and gone over and what i like about it what i didn't like um all wrapped up in a beautiful present um i have to give the show a 10 out of 10 at least this first season because it is just amazing the animation is great the story is great the dialogue is great the characters are just all fantastic um this, yeah the dialogue i quote every day the animation is beautiful to look at it is just so eye appealing it's amazing to just watch the show like the fight scenes over and over again because it's so well done it's so fluid and once again, there's no dialogue in between. There's nothing icky. There's no lettuce in the burger. Lettuce kind of waters down a burger, gotta be honest. But that's another topic for another day. Um, Anumin is written wonderfully, and Mark is also just another fantastic character. They're my main two highlights of the whole show, excluding Alan and other characters that I really love. Battle Beast, for example, and um, yeah, I read the comic book, and it does a ju- it does it justice. It, does, it actually follows along pretty well, rather than other shows that you know animate and like you know uh, bring comics alive. And it does it really pretty well, and it follows the main story pretty well. And then the show adds some stuff in robot stories, actually pretty later on in the book, but it doesn't really change much um marshall from amber in the comics gets like three panels between volume one and 13 but in the show she is a more prominent character amber and my is my only con with the bat with the with the show and hopefully they change it later on but i don't think they will and i guess in the meantime it wasn't that bad she's just not a really well-written character and the reasoning of being angry with mark and some other stuff i won't get into like knowing that he's invincible but being mad at him when he saves her life i don't know maybe it's just me but i kind of get it as well i don't want to talk about it again ah i kind of get it as well because it's just like you could have told me but it's like you can't tell your secret identity to just 
her girlfriend at that point. It's been like three months. I don't know. That's, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the first season in the end, um, but in the end, it was just great. It was pure art. And once again, animation, so eye appealing. It's amazing. Fights are fluid. Characters look amazing. And just, yeah. Um, I've actually watched the show a couple times, and I'm still getting excited and hyped over major plot points. And watching Omni-Man have these kind of weird, violent tendencies, like with the Flaxen Planet, accidentally punching Mark super hard. Um, kind of getting more angry with other characters. Um, it's like, oh, that makes so much sense now. And it's just like... I think the most prominent one is this, like, um, Omni-Man destroying the Flaxen planet. He's like, he could do that to Earth. <laughs> Why hasn't he? And it's just, it's awesome. It's great. And um, I'm excited to see the show get two more seasons. Um, and um, I'm really hopeful uh, we'll get more going on um, of the already finished comic book, um, Invincible. Um, my last point, I guess I could say, is that don't make this into a live-action movie, because first off, you won't get enough time, and also live-action movies are restricted because it's live-action. Seth Rogen's on me. Like, I can't. I just. I don't. I. This will ruin Invincible. I don't think it'll ruin it, but it'll make it look terrible. The movie will be bad, and I don't think you can tell this story in a singular movie. You just can't. It'll have to be like that Civil War movie that was like eight hours long <laughs> or i was i don't know the justice like the cider cup movie that everyone liked because they wasted four hours of their life so they have to like it i don't know but i think if you make this into live action it's going to be limited with its amount of just greatness because invincible to show the animation takes it to a whole new level you can't show that in a movie you can't it's almost impossible. And I feel like that's why Jupiter's Legacy probably failed. And just, like, other shows like this. Like, superhero shows. Like, the new superhero Superman and Lois. I watched a couple episodes, but it just looked kind of ridiculous. The Lex Luthor costume kind of looks like Doom Guy. <laughs> it's it's bombard. It's ridiculous. But, um, and my other side note would be just get uh, look at the comic book. I, I'm loving it. I actually ordered, my mom ordered um, the other book, the third one of the Ultimate Collection, and I'm really excited to read it. And yeah, uh, I think my last note would be just, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, have a good day, I guess, you know. Thanks for listening to me ramble about a show that uh, came out actually a while ago. I don't know. But yeah, have a good day. And um hope you like i like this episode of my podcast i guess the only episode i'm not making another one maybe if there's like a season but i don't know see ya bye